0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master Craftsman Photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Design is the silent ambassador of your brand. I want to welcome you to the Profitable Photographer and... Hope you've been tuning in. If you are discovering this for the first time, there's 230 other episodes. They're on YouTubes, they're on all the podcast places. And if you want to know more about me and my coaching, it's at LucyDumasCoaching.com and Lucy with an I, although hot tip, I also own Lucy with a Y and (laughs) I had, um, Just my own website is Lucy Dumas, and it was a decade before I realized I should have both spellings. So if you had weird spellings, just a little tip. Somebody out there needed to hear this today. Anywho, I'm excited about another opportunity to talk to the amazing, pretty in pink, (laughs) Tanya Goodall Smith. Before Barbie, she knew the power of pink hot pink and black. And uh, if you look her up, you'll know that she uses it well and that it's a part of her branding, which is our topic today. So let me tell you about this amazing human. So she had a 15-year corporate design career and left it when she recognized that there was a lack of high-quality branding options for people like us. So she founded her work story Creative which is her company, to fill the gap and help us build authority, raise our perceived value, and attract high-end clients through authentic and beautiful brand storytelling. And she helps coaches, consultants, photographers, and other service-based businesses go from struggling to six figures and beyond, beyond, beyond with a brand that looks like a million bucks, but doesn't cost that. So welcome (laughs) Tanya, I'm so glad to have you on the show again. It's been several years, so.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I really love
0: chatting with you, so. (laughs) I was wanting to revisit some people who I really enjoyed and who have had a lot of listeners, and, and it's been fun to make friends with Tanya on Facebook and such, and it was like, oh, let's Let's have some more quality time. <laughs> okay. So branding. I would like a definition.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was Steve Jobs that said, it was one of, or maybe some other one. founder of Amazon. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. I think it was him. He said, your brand is what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. So mm-hmm. it's your reputation, right? It's what people think of when they think of you or see your logo, right? Like the logo is a, a piece of it, but some brands don't even have a logo, right? A lot of personal brands just have a, f- a photo. It's their face. It's them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot more than a logo. And I like to think of it as a person. Like if your brand was a person, they would have a way of dressing and a way of speaking and they would live in a certain house and um have certain friends. So <laughs> I like mm-hmm. to think of a brand as, as a living, breathing thing. Um, If that helps you Mm -hmm. envision what a brand
0: is. It does somewhat. So it has me thinking like my gardener who doesn't have a website, doesn't have a logo, doesn't advertise, has been um, a mow and blow guy for, all. I think I've had him for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So he has a brand in my brain.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm like.
0: The, the truck he shows up with, the equipment right. he uses, the fact that he doesn't trim or plant or fertilize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we go from, like, let's say he was, okay, I want more business or I want to expand and have mm-hmm. other people working under my company and he's putting all of that together. So what's the path to take what we already are and put our best selves forward. Um, I'm using a lot of words right now, but yeah, anyway. Yeah.
1: No, I get what you're saying. Sh- so. <laughs> share the journey because
0: yeah. we, uh-huh. yes, we're walking around being our brand, but mm-hmm. then what?
1: Yeah, this is the perfect example. So long guy, um, you know, he's got clients. He's been in business a long time. He's probably getting his business from referrals, um, which is awesome, right? Like that's the best place to start as a service. Business. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but yeah, if he wants to expand, hire people, you know, maybe become a franchise or something, um, it would be great for him to to Mm -hmm. have a website (laughs) and for it to look professional, like a real business. So, when someone comes to me for branding, we do what I call a brand storm. I like that. Yeah, it's really fun. So, it's an interview usually on Zoom or, you know, if you're local, we meet in person and it takes about two hours. And have all these questions, where we get everything out about you know where you've been, who you are, who your client is, how much do you charge, uh, you know what pain point are you solving, and yeah, just everything about your brand. It's a it's a strategy session, and I want to learn as much as I can about you. And also, a lot of these questions are designed. To make you think about things you maybe never thought of before, mm-hmm. um, to help you really clarify what your brand should be, or you know what it already is, and directions we might want to take it. So, and then I put all that together in a, like a brief that summarizes all of the things, gives you uh, keywords and a write-up about who your brand or who your audience is, and all about you and my recommendations. For moving forward, sometimes like a website, sitemap, sometimes marketing suggestions. It just depends on on the person. But we start with a strategy. That's my point, I guess. (laughs) We're not just being like, hey, I need a logo for my truck. Uh, Right. (laughs) You know,
0: uh, what I'm hearing is that you take people kind of on a journey mm -hmm. of discovery and that often they will discover things they didn't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: example many years ago there was um a woman that did a talk at a at an imaging expo on branding and it blew my mind and actually i love 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 the whole the whole deal and she offered half hour sessions uh mm. and during the conference and oh cool i i <laughs> what happened was after sharing with her, she totally, in a nutshell, she didn't tell me, you know, colors and copy mm-hmm. and things like that. But she said something that I say to my clients all the time, and I always hear them go, oh, is I'm like every kid's Aunt Lucy. I'm a children's mm-hmm. portrait specialist. And mm-hmm. especially if somebody said Oh, your business is out of your home and not a studio. Then I would say, yeah, it's great because kids feel like they're coming over to Aunt Lucy's house mm-hmm. and not some doctor's office. So I was speaking my brand
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without
0: knowing it. Yeah. And then she she talked about how my things should have like a tactile, handmade, um, have refined colors but soft colors. And, you know, she got me started on it. Now, she, right. I didn't have the $20 zillion back then because this was a big <laughs> company to hire her to put it together. But right. it was surprising how what you just said, I, I already was communicating my brand mm-hmm. without um, knowing it specifically.
1: Yeah. But having that defined for you can help you make better decisions, like you said, Right what should you choose as patterns or textures in, you know, your albums or, or your colors or whatever, if you keep Mm -hmm. in mind, I'm Aunt Lucy, like that's going to help you choose, right? You're Mm -hmm. probably not going to pick hot pink for your brand because unless Aunt Lucy is, you know, super spunky and, and whatever, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What she said was, you're not like Aunt Lucy, the, the dusty cat lady, Right. But you're like Auntie Mame or you know, you're you love kids and you're gonna get the best out of them and you're encouraging people and challenging and yeah. 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 And so yeah. So hot pink could have worked, but Yeah,
1: it could have. It but, totally could
0: have. And, and I do have some Barbie hot pink
1: clothes too. <laughs> I look good in those. Pink looks really I think hot pink looks good on pretty much everyone. But anyway, maybe. <laughs> So anyway, then we take that strategy and that is going to inform every decision moving forward, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so we are going to base any visuals on that uh, definition of who your target audience is. I like to think of, you know, what is going to attract your audience Mm -hmm. even more so than like, who are you? Because I mean, oftentimes our client is like us, but sometimes they're not right um, like maybe yard guy works with multimillionaires and their giant lawns, but he lives, you know, in a cabin in the woods. Cause that's what he likes, you know? So you want kind of like that. Yeah. 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 You want to like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You communicate to the audience that you want, not necessarily yourself. Uh, so I've had some clients, um, oftentimes where they'd be like, oh, my favorite color is red or whatever. And, uh, but red is not going to be a good color for your audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so channeling them kind of in that direction to like, let's keep on track, let's remember you know who your audience is and
0: what you're trying to communicate to them, and red is my favorite color, but I know <laughs> yeah. I have to be really careful using mm-hmm. them Mhm uh, one of my gal pals in this industry used red because she was appealing to high end celebrity she she did this wonderful thing she got to. Put a box into the. What is it? It's so not the Academy Award, but the one. Oh, the Oscars. I mean, not not the Oscars, but oh, the one that comes the, first. Uh, the Emmys. No, it's no? still movies.
1: Oh, still movies.
0: The international. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, she got to put something in a gift bag. So oh, in the swag bags. Oh, cool. And so she did a beautiful red. Leather box with um, a frame inside and a gift certificate for sessions. And cool. she's beautiful, blonde, and very classy. And so it was perfect for her. Yeah, now, yeah. if I had put that out there. Right. <laughs> and then they met me in Aunt Lucy's 100 year old house. <laughs> What what would have been the problem? I know I'm leading the witness. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's the problem with that?
1: Yeah, well, there's a disconnect, right? Like they wouldn't be getting what they expected when they showed up, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know that could be disappointing, um, breaking trust, or you know, being like, "What am I getting here?" (laughs) Right. You know, not what they expected, and may you know they probably would walk away from a session with you feeling amazed and comfortable because you are amazing, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they wouldn't really be, um, yeah, getting what they expected. And I think the, the bigger issue would be if they, um, they were looking for the blonde with the striking, uh, photographer, and someone referred them to you and went to your website. They'd be like, "Well, this isn't really the the right fit for me, right?" Mm-hmm. So that's what we want. We want to attract people who are gonna book us and not uh, be like, oh, "Yeah, that's not the right that's not the right fit for me."
0: Yeah. So, what if somebody thinks, "Hey, I want to attract Hollywood celebrities and fancy people." <laughs> I'll just say, you know, in in that. Uh, whatever is a fancy person in your mind. How how do you figure out who you want to attract? Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we want to look at a few things. Um, First of all, what kind of photography do you offer? Uh, Right? Like family is going to be different Mm -hmm. than business or weddings. Um, Mm -hmm. That's going to help you figure out where to put yourself in front of them, right? Like, if she mm-hmm. photographs celebrities like so brilliant to get herself into one of those swag bags, like
0: that's the audience right there. Yeah, it's Judy Host, by the way. She, okay. Judy, Judy? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll have to look her up. She's been on my show and uh, she's taught with the Canon. Oh, okay. Something of, something of Light people. And oh, yeah. Okay. She's just cool. this gorgeous, classy blonde, and now she's doing the most amazing. Uh, fine art, ballet, photography—oh, cool! That's it awesome. Sells for a gazillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing, right? Like, do you
1: want to have super? Do you want to make a ton of money in less time of offering your session, mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you want a volume business, right? Like, that's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Audience, um, and there's you know qual- uh, pros to both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just depends on what you want to do. And that's gonna direct you toward the type of person. And then I think we just kind of have a inner knowing, I guess, for for me. I knew I wanted to work with businesses because that's that's where I was working as a designer and I love business and kids stress me out and weddings stress. <laughs> 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 like what sounds awesome to you that you want to um that you want to work with. And also like I worked with huge corporations in the fashion and tech industry and i felt called to work with smaller businesses like mm-hmm. you know i wanted to help them be successful and so that was just kind of part of you know who did i want to work with <laughs> mm-hmm. i guess right um, and then also you know where's your expertise that could be another one you know did you already work in some kind of with some kind of audience previously mm-hmm. or um you know i know some photographers just really have a heart for maternity, right? Like they love being a mom and, um, having babies. And so they want to work with, with pregnant people. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, I guess just some preference. And then also taking into account how much money you want to charge and make can really affect it. And then, um, let's see, what are some other demographics, age, gender, right? Like, right. Who do you gravitate toward or who needs the service, the expertise Mm -hmm. that you have? Mm
0: -hmm. So, Yeah. So there's children everywhere in San Diego Mm -hmm. County. Mm -hmm. Defining who are the families that I think I would enjoy working with the most Mm -hmm. that have the income Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that would be attracted to me if I put forth every kid's Aunt Lucy in a way that looks right. high value. Yeah. Um, and there's a demographic in San Diego that I don't want to work with, mm-hmm. which is the the super wealthy, although right. I have worked with some people that live in it's Rancho Santa Fe, our wealthiest part of town. I've had great clients, mm-hmm. but I I would not extensively market directly there because there is more of a status and a you know how i drove a toyota truck for half a million or quarter million miles because it was super practical back yeah, you know when right. it was really really grinding in, <laughs> in my industry and that that level of people whose the center of their life is their family hmm. and that they're not as into appearances
2: yeah, and right. status
0: but they have piles of cash yeah, in right. around or yeah they'll find it because they want right. yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's another thing to consider like are you willing to show up where those people are or how they are right mm-hmm. um you know are were you you know if you wanted to impress those people i guess you'd have to have a really nice car be
0: <laughs> showing up you know yeah and really dress fancy and probably wear heels and mm-hmm. <laughs> And things and, um, yeah, and that's all good too.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I've I've given some classes on branding myself, just some fun ones here and there. And um, what I noticed is, and just tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, in your expertise, which is much greater than mine, that a lot of people think we have to figure out what our client will like and fit that Mm. so like my I've seen a lot of photographers over the years have their branding be like black and gold and Mm
2: -hmm. very
0: ornate but yet they're people off work that wear cowboy boots and plaid Mm -hmm. shirts and Mm -hmm. and when you meet them they're not at all this right right image and then there's people like my friend, Brad Cancer. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's been around, but even when he wears jeans, there's a crease in them and they're perfect. Yeah, and right. He's always got a dress shirt on. And so the super ornate framing and luxury leather furniture and all the things that you'd think the idea of luxury would fit, he fits that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can you... Explain some of that or why that is something to to pay attention to, or what I'm hearing from you is not that we start with what do I think will attract my client? We start deeper.
1: So there's a um a balance, right? As a photographer, we are a personal brand unless you have a big studio or something. Um, and so you are a part of that. and I think you definitely need to be true. To who you are, mm-hmm. um, and then, but also thinking about the client too. Um, for example, with me, I have a minimal, a minimalist style, um, but it's also kind of classy. I mean, mm-hmm. but I knew it. I'm like I don't want to wear a pencil skirt to my shoots. Like I'm going to be crawling around on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. But when I show up to a meeting, I do wear, you know, kind of what I'm wearing now—a sweater and some earrings. But I wanted mm-hmm. to be comfortable. Um, and so my brand is, is like that, like, it's nice, but it's casual and that's how I show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I am not really pursuing that kind of super, super snooty brand, I guess. Like I work with a lot of, um, holistic practitioners, a lot of women coaches, like super friendly, relaxed. Um, and that is. That's me, <laughs> right. uh, you know, um, and that's the type of client I wanted to work with, so yeah, kind of put out that vibe. Um, mm. and I guess you know, if you did want to attract a client that is really different than you, that's just something you'd have to consider and mm-hmm. uh, put
0: on that persona, I think,
1: for them, yeah, you
0: know? yeah, well, I think there's a way to take anyone's personal like what the experience is and present it in a way that Mm -hmm. is high-end and luxury
1: yeah yeah but still authentic too
0: right right and i think it also gives us the opportunity to take a look at what we're presenting to the world and think about whether or not it's the right professional Mm -hmm. image
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um i I have an an issue and sorry for my listeners (laughs) that wear tennis shoes and leggings and a little top and their hair in a scrunchie and consider well I'm rolling around on the floor. Mm -hmm. I feel like dressing like that it is harder to attract people who will spend five and ten and twenty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, that's true. And so
0: dressing in the comfort, like I always wear what feels like pajamas, but when I'm professional, it, it looks like I'm polished. And mm-hmm. so that's something, do you have, oops, I almost dumped coffee everywhere. <laughs> do you have <laughs> thoughts on that? Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously lawn guy is going to wear his lawn mowing clothes to work. Cause that is fitting <laughs> for what he's doing. Right. Um, and then if you're a photographer at a wedding, I absolutely think you should look nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um that's another reason I didn't want to do weddings. I was like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I had know many I photographers and I mean, many church ladies in my career say, oh, thank God, you look so great. You wouldn't believe what people, photographers wear hmm. to weddings and everyone else is yeah. dressed up. And and so right, they would refer right. me because of what I wore. Because
1: you were, because you showed up professionally. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like when I'm meeting with people and we're having our strategies and stuff, um, I look professional on the day of our shoot. I sweat so bad. <laughs> so I actually wear a, I wear a bandana. It's hot pink, so it's on brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, absorbs the sweat a little bit. And yeah. then I'm in a t-shirt and, um, you know, kind of like, I don't know what they're called, like the travel pants. Like they're really lightweight, um, you know, and tennis shoes, but it's a long day. My feet hurt, but I feel like <laughs> I have presented
0: myself professionally. Right. And you're not wearing shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm decent jeans and... that aren't fashion jeans. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it is part of my brand, right? Like I'm kind of like in black and the pink and, um, and uh, th- then that's what I've, I've deliberately chosen all of that stuff as part of my brand. So right. it's, you know, definitely something to think about. How are you showing up? Um, do you have messy hair? Um, I mean everyone I think the piercing and tattoo thing is a conversation to have you know like if that's how you are your clientele is going to be attracted to that probably right. so if people don't like it they're not going to hire you so um
0: right like that's yeah. part of probably your brand too right is how you're showing up in that way what i'm hearing is like the most the best version of what's authentic that will attract the people to us that yes. that feel like there's a consistency mm-hmm. and cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I expected. This is my experience. This is who she is, that it all goes together seamlessly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is like language. I feel like the way you speak yeah. can also mm-hmm. be part of your brand when you're showing up as a service provider. Um, and that can be attractive or off putting
2: mm-hmm.
1: to a certain audiences, right? Um yep. Like I always whenever I hire an assistant, um, I like I meet them first and just kind of, you know, if they're like swearing, I'm like, I'll either tell them like you can't have that language in front of my clients or I right. just hire someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I yeah, that like the way you speak um really impacts your professionalism mm-hmm. um, or the perception of who you are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and some uh some clients might feel comfortable with that and really like that uh you know um that type of language um just depending on you know i mean i know some photographers will like do off color jokes and stuff too and i'm just like whoa! Like, i would never say that but it you know relates with their client and and it's fine and they like yeah. that yeah. so yeah. it just depends on uh, uh but yeah just thinking about your audience like is this going to attract the type of person that i want to work with
0: right <laughs> when i so my dad was a pastor And so I developed the art of speaking well in Mm -hmm. a way that was not going to hurt the overall image that was a bad parent and also not (laughs) get in trouble myself Mm -hmm. and and then step out the door and tell the dirtiest jokes and, and, you know, use whatever language around the appropriate people at the time. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when when I'm somewhere and my salty side comes out with someone that hasn't known me in that environment, they're like, What? <laughs> I've toned that salty side down a little in my, and as I've matured, but, um, but it's there if it's the right,
1: yeah. appropriate yeah. place, right?
0: So <laughs> let's talk about. <laughs> The question of logos so
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've done this exploration um and we've determined like one of the things i like to do with my coaching clients is what i call an identity map where i have them pull out things from magazines they just like the look of it's not mm-hmm. a dream board just textures colors uh formulation of words even if it says something like get your next car here right and and then there's always this cohesive theme color theme that goes together. It's just, mm-hmm. it's like magic. Yeah. But then the tricky part is translating that into all the visuals. Right. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you have to have your business name. That's kind of one thing we skipped, but um, mm-hmm. for a lot of photographers, we're going to use our own name, right? Like mm-hmm. that's pretty common as a personal brand. Um, and I, I do start with, um, like a visual representation of that, all of that stuff from that brainstorm. storm. Um, you know, like what type of client, you know, if it's a woman, I'm finding a woman who does yoga or whatever, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. decided is your target audience. I'm looking for photos for that. Then I'm looking for colors that go along with the feelings and emotions we want to evoke um, or that you exude, right? Like mm-hmm. aunt Lucy, you're like warm and fun and, So I'm going to look for things that would represent that um, and put them all on like a a little vision board. I start with that. Uh, And then I would usually go to fonts that um, that communicate those personality things too. you know, like what font looks fun, what font looks a little juvenile Mm -hmm. or, you know, and I'll gather a bunch. (laughs) Uh, And then sometimes with the personal brand, you can just have a a logo that's a, a logo type where it's just a font, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without having an icon or anything like that. So that's a good place to start if somebody wants to just make their own logo. Um,
0: to do what again? Just, uh, find... just
1: uh, finding a font that communicates um, the personality mm-hmm. of your brand and just having your name in that
0: font, right? Yeah. Um, that's so a what's good. A, what's a caution if somebody's kind of uh, doing it themselves? And yes. let's say they're looking through, um, I don't know, Etsy or somewhere where people are selling logos and things. Do you have some thoughts on, yeah? So I would say, like, don't pick something that just
1: looks trendy, like a lot mm-hmm. of people do that, right? Like, oh, this font looks cool, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't use papyrus font, please do not do that, uh, <laughs> um, and just keeping in mind, you know, what do I want to portray here Mm -hmm. Uh, and looking for something that, and I guess maybe if you're not a designer, it's hard to determine that, I guess. Um, But we associate certain fonts with certain things, right? Like think of a Norman Rockwell magazine cover. Like that's a very certain font and we're going to associate that with uh, Americana and, you know, family, that kind of
0: stuff. Um yes, possibly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then there's like, you know, a sans serif font that's like super modern. Um, we're gonna associate that with um, you know, the I'm just trying to think of like the the you know, modern modernist movement. I guess I don't know. As an artist, you know all that stuff, but some yeah. people and, yeah. Know and, them, I know,
0: so. and I love all that. I can just go down a rabbit hole for days and uh, I did trying to Me too. (laughs) And design mine until I realized I actually tried three graphic artists. That I realized, sure, they knew how to put something together, but they did not understand branding.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is a unfortunate um, byproduct of like desktop publishing and YouTube, right? Like anyone can learn how to use a design software, but they don't necessarily understand branding and visual communications. And this uh, was
0: even pre, pre, um, really all the tools that there are oh, now okay. where it's people that actually knew how to do mm-hmm. proper graphic art, but they didn't know how to c- figure out who is this person and what's going to communicate. Right.
1: right. Yeah.
0: I didn't know what I didn't know in hiring them.
1: Right. Right. I was going to say, did you go through some kind
0: of brandstorm process? Not really. I gave them ideas and they knew my business and I told them who my clients were. Oh yeah. So that's
1: a way you could vet designers, right? Like Uh when you're interviewing a designer, um, you know, tell me about your process. What Mm -hmm. does it look like for you to design a brand for me? And if they don't have something like that, I would skip them. You know, like Mm -hmm. if they're just going to send you a questionnaire that you fill out, I don't think right. that's a good way to go. Like you need to have our conversation. Um, and so that they can understand what you're all about, you know. Right. Um, before they
0: try to translate that into individuals. Right, right. Um, so what about copy? How does that come in? The words oh yeah, okay. The words we speak, but also the words <laughs> if we're writing an email, copy on our website, copy on any ads that we're doing or when we pick up the phone and we're wanting to get someone to uh, let's say one of the ways I get work a lot is from um, charity events
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so I have a certain way that I call and I communicate with people to form the right kind of connection so that they see me in a certain way so talk to me about words
1: yeah. Yeah. So part of that brainstorm is gathering all the words and um, you know, a lot of that is keywords. We're going to talk about like, like emotions that we want them to feel um, and how you've defined your brand. Right. We're going back to Aunt Lucy. Like it, it all stems from that mm-hmm. uh, strategy, right? Like how would Aunt Lucy talk to these people on the phone? How would she speak on her website? Um, and then speak into their the problem that you solve too. I think you know the solution you offer to them is important to keep in mind when you're doing your website copy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking on the phone, I feel like I've learned the most about that from Nikki Roush. Do, have you heard of her? Uh-huh. The sales maven. Pretty much everything I know about sales I learned from her. Uh-huh. Uh, and so she does like neuro linguistic programming, ah. uh, and has taught me ways to like speak in a way that makes people feel really comfortable and like they have the power and the control in the conversation. Um, so they don't feel like they're being sold to, um, which they're really not. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to find out, you know, what's your problem and am I the solution to it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like presenting here's the solutions I can, I can offer you, um, So learning some of those things I think Mm -hmm. is important
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, and then putting your brand flair in there, right? Like, so if we're, if we're lawn guy, we're going to talk a lot differently than aunt Lucy. Um, You know, we're going to speak to the, to the problem and to the customer um, and to the attitude of that brand persona, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, age and income and uh, uh, that kind of stuff really come into that right um, and you know like drastically different talking to teenagers than middle-aged women mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah but um, I think we just have to think of that just keep it in mind like you know how would I speak to
0: these people it would be very different right yeah i've had virtual assistants um right now i have an amazing one and we've worked on my voice she mm-hmm. she writes the um copy for my Thanks. promotions on awesome. Instagram and the emails I send out about my podcast and all of that. And we just updated my website. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh yeah. yeah. And we work together on that. And, but finding my voice, I'd be like, that's a little formal. Or
2: mm-hmm.
0: I noticed for a while she put a lot of punctuation and mm. exclamation points and, oh, yeah, yeah. and, uh, not icons emojis
2: mm-hmm.
0: my it isn't that isn't me yeah, and now right. she writes things in a way that are even more my voice than my voice yeah <laughs> and i had a challenge i had a great virtual assistant in england but we had challenges with the writing mm-hmm. which is her forte because mm-hmm. she used words that I didn't even know what she was yeah, talking about. That we
1: don't use in America.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Sorry. She said, okay, this thing's coming up. Now put it in your diary. <laughs> I was, I said, okay, here a diary is this little puffy thing with a pool <laughs> and a key, and you hide it under your mattress and you yeah. write, I hate my brother. <laughs> I'm I'm getting fat. Mom was a grouch today. And she's like, Oh. Journal. Like, no, no. <laughs> a journal is a thing that has a beautiful quote, and it's a book,
1: mm-hmm. and I write,
0: I, I'm i still fat. But, you know, why do I pick bad men? Uh, my mom's smarter than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. Finally, it was like, oh, you mean calendar. My
1: schedule, my calendar. That's a perfect example of communicating to the wrong audience, right? Yeah, uh, you're not gonna get it. Uh, so, but having defined your voice like that is so um, such a good example of a style guide.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: which, if you're gonna offload something to somebody, you have to define to them what it should look or sound like. Right. Uh, and I would say most small business, like a photographer, would not have have done that. It's pretty advanced. Um, would not have. Have defined their voice in a way that they could have someone else write for them. Right. That's pretty awesome that you've done that. Um, uh, bigger brands, for sure. Like they're like the HP Style Guide. When I worked for them, was a website with hundreds of pages. Like every campaign had a different style mm. guide, and you had to you had to comply with it. Like, and there were so many different things, and brand voice is one of them. Mm. Um, so I think that's pretty cool that you've been <laughs> able to have her write for you. Yeah, and it's really awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of dangerous because I'm a good writer, but mm-hmm. but not a not a professional writer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it's yeah. tricky. I don't and it I, I tried things. some people in the Philippines
2: because
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that when you're just starting and to get a virtual assistant help, there you know there are people that for the money. It can be a good deal, Philippines, or you know, there's some other countries, but the writing, you know, when yeah. it's not their uh, right. native language yeah. can be tricky.
1: Have you tried like Chat GPT? Have you played around with that at all? Yes. because uh, you can tell it, you can be like, here is my brand voice. Uh, please write a blog post about this and this and this in this
0: voice, and it's yes. pretty cool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's at least a good starting point, right? Yeah. So when I updated my website, I I did play around with it and I ended up uh mostly not using any of it but but it sparked some thoughts
2: and right. there were some
0: words like that uh, I was like oh that that adds a little flavor so, right right yeah i've been using it to
1: write or get headline ideas like yeah. or subject lines for emails cuz it's hard to think of stuff where you put one in and then say, like, what are 10 alternatives mm-hmm. to this subject line?
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a um I've played around with it to help people with titles to mm-hmm. enter in print competitions.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They're, they're usually a little too wordy, but mm-hmm. give you some good words. So it's yeah, fun.
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um how do you know? This was a question in a Facebook group where she said, how do you know it's time to rebrand or get a new logo? Mm,
2: okay.
0: You know, I paid a lot of money to, to get my branding and I don't, and that person is now even more, so I can't, it's just not really in my budget. How, how do I know if I need that? Yeah,
1: well, I would say like, why are you questioning that? Like,
0: if you're thinking
1: should I rebrand? Like, is there a reason for that? You know, Mm -hmm. do you feel like it's old fashioned? Um, Are you not getting the right clients that are coming to you? Right. I -hmm. think that's a good indication. If Uh, all your sales calls are like, these aren't the right fit people for me, there's probably something communicating the wrong thing to them. Mm -hmm. And that could be your branding. Um, It could also be your copywriting, you know, It, it could be a few different things. Um, are you switching gears, right? Like, are you going from weddings to branding photography right. or like a totally different audience? Right. Um, that would be a good reason. Do you want to grow? Have you been in business for a long time and you feel like you need a refresh? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my clients, that's the case where they bought like an optometry practice that's been in business for 70 years or something. and Like we need something more modern that fits our style, you mm-hmm. know, um, Let's see, as far as photographers go, um, does it just not fit you anymore, right? Like maybe you started out um, and you just kind of picked something, you know, you weren't really sure who your audience was yet Mm -hmm. and now you've refined it. Like, you know, who comes to you, who hires you, where you find your clients and it's not really fitting anymore. Mm -hmm. Those are all good reasons
0: to rebrand. Yeah. And when you start seeing everybody doing exactly the same thing yeah you know that your branding is a you you hooked into a trend
1: right right yeah yeah that could be another one does it look like an outdated trend which is why i try to design logos that look timeless mm-hmm. um you know it's good design it represents you not necessarily the trendy thing right now right um, and uh that, that's yeah. another question to ask yourself. Like, are you just rebranding because you think like everyone else is rebranding right. or, you know, I'm not sure I'm, my business isn't growing. I'm not sure what to do. Maybe I'll try rebranding. You know, I would say have have a good reason if right. you're going to spend more money to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hmm. If it's got a circle with flowers on the circle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's time to rebrand. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just
1: like so generic looking, right? It's just yeah. like. Everybody has that. (laughs) It doesn't really communicate anything.
0: When I was trying at the time that I had that conversation with the the women at the convention, um, I was madly trying because she was like, well, I think a script would probably work well with you because, you know, it's very, it's (laughs) signature, it's personal. And, And all of a sudden I found this script and I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. It was Zaff Chancery, mm. and everybody. It's like <laughs> that year it exploded. That oh man, zillions of logos and and just ads and things with Zaff Chancery, which is a cool script, but yeah, t- trendy, trendy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Most of the logos I design, well, if it's an i, if it has an icon, I use a very simple sans serif font. Like it's non-descript, you know, it just. It says their name. It's easy to read. Yeah, Uh, the icon is the the more prominent thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd say if you're gonna use an icon in your logo, just you know, be really careful that it's not generic. Like, oh, here's a camera. Um, (laughs) So, what's an icon? So, an icon is gonna be the the picture thing, right? Like, um, so in my logo, it's the camera shutter with the the little um, talking thing and then the the word that's the logo type so you're gonna have a logo is like the symbol Mm -hmm. and then the logo type is the um the words and uh, most brands have them um separately so like mcdonald's has the arches then they have Mm -hmm. mcdonald's and they can use them by themselves or together which is called a lockup right so um so you can do that in your brand. Um, and I, I do that in mine. I use them separately or together, um, mm-hmm. uh, or you can just have the words. Uh, so I think having an icon that's clever is awesome. Um, if you mm-hmm. can right mm-hmm. oftentimes when hiring a designer is a good idea, mm-hmm. uh, unless you have that kind of
0: mind and skill to come up with something. Right. I guess. right. Yeah. Um, I, I love like, um, Do you know Leon Johnson? Yeah. 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 So we worked together and I had this, I don't know if he started it and then I did a bunch of research and then he hired a graphic artist to put it together. Mm -hmm. But we had this idea of like a sketch because he does beauty.
1: It's so beautiful. I love his work.
0: And and the beauty is not contemporary. Mm -hmm. It's. you know leaning and paintings that are hundreds of years old Mm -hmm. like classic beauty and so as we were searching one night you know I was just on the internet with him just for fun and looking for things and I saw this little pencil sketch that was I think it's Venus the Botticelli Mm -hmm. just just a little just a little bit of her face and I was like That would be so awesome with just a really classic Leon Johnson photography. And then one day something popped up with his logo on it that was (laughs) what we'd talked about. Awesome. He's like, Yeah, I took that to somebody and they polished it up. And so that's when an icon like that, that communicates what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Really well.
1: That brings me to another point. Like, as photographers, your work, be- can become part of your brand. Like, uh, if I saw Leon's one of his, like, if his photo pops up in my Facebook feed, I know automatically it's his. You know, he he's developed did. that style, right? Over
2: time, and I
1: know it's his, and there are photographers that have that. And that can be hard to do as a photographer because there are only so many ways you can differentiate yourself, I guess. Like, um, you know, a lot of photographers' work looks the same <laughs> as yeah. a lot of others. So, if you can develop a signature style, um, and become, I guess, the first one, maybe like, like Sue Bryce, right? She has a style, lots of people have replicated it. She's taught people how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think of her when I see you know, I'm like, oh, that's a Sue Bryce style right. photo, right? right? So that can become a
0: powerful part of your brand as a photographer yes. style. And the because there's, I don't know, this is it 6 billion people in the world. The people that we come in contact with as Right. Photographers don't know mm-hmm. Sue Bryce. Yeah, that's true. So as long as we're not copy, like we can copy it, like we'll, we'll say and get us. There mm-hmm. are. Oh, so yeah. I don't want people to think, oh, you're talking about Sue Bryce negatively and not at all. Mm-hmm. Or people that copy her style. But yeah, there are lots of what I consider and get us franchises.
2: Right, right. It's
0: their own <laughs> business. But their work looks like she initiated a certain yeah. style right. and, and made are. popular, right? Like maybe someone else did it before her, but we don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, so there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people doing babies, yeah, and using this style. Mm-hmm. But your local client yep. doesn't know and get Geddes or may yep. have seen something similar and is, wants mm-hmm. that and is drawn to that. So. The, a whole industry of newborn photography was created yeah, because yes. of that, and S- Sue Bryce. A whole industry of a a kind of glamour boudoir contemporary branding photography industry yep. has happened because it's 15, 12 years ago. Nobody was doing boudoir mm-hmm. at a high end, and yeah. and then she hit the scene with all her brilliance. Mm-hmm with really clear branding right yeah yep. she was and what she was teaching and offering and now and now it's a whole genre
1: yeah 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 it's true yeah I would say my style is known locally and it's not I mean you wouldn't look at it and say it's a specific style I guess it's mm-hmm. just it looks the same like I mean because I do it's for every same. brand I do differently but I like a lot of color. I don't like to totally blow things out. Like there's depth in my photos. Um, we tell a story, right? So there's different mm-hmm. things that make me look different than other branding photographers in my
0: town. Right. <laughs> so, so that's an important thing to look at is your style, right? It's yeah. part of your brand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that brings me, and we're almost out of time. Um, I mean, there's all the time in the world, but... <laughs> don't uh, want it to be too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you doing branding photography? What is branding photography versus a headshot?
1: So well, my definition, I mean, I see a lot of photographers now. They're like, come for a branding photography session. And they're basically doing headshots in the studio. But okay. anyway. <laughs> Which is good. Um, Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Because <laughs> um, you need a headshot as part of your branding photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, it's telling a story about what you offer, who you are uh, you know, like to use in your marketing, it's, a as part and to represent your brand, right. Um, right. if I to design a website for you, I think you should have great photography <laughs> that shows you and shows you doing offering your service or right. whatever. Um, and that's why I originally started offering it because I was working as a designer for like dentists and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they would have no pictures or or no good pictures <laughs> for me to work with yeah. on their website or their newsletter or mm-hmm. whatever. And this was when, well, before social media, I started working at a dental marketing practice. Um, and yeah, nobody had good pictures. Um, and then when social media started to get popular, I was like, everyone needs good pictures <laughs> more now yeah. uh, than before. And then they would go like... Have their secretary take pictures, or their wedding <laughs> photographer take pictures, and they just wouldn't be appropriate for marketing and so finally, I was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna do it myself. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I started learning more about photography oh. and taking at oh. uh, workshops, and um yeah, that's when I got involved with photography myself, <laughs> so
0: you were doing design, yeah, and then you you were like, "Oh, we need some good photographs." to help design. And then you were like, Oh, I kind of like photographing too. So yeah. yeah. Incorporated that. In like, it was a little bunny trail that you followed.
1: Yeah. So now I'm kind of like a one-stop shop. Like we do yeah, strategy, yeah. logos, websites, and the photos and videos you need. Mm-hmm. And they're copywriting. I kind of do all of it
0: <laughs> for yeah. my own So, yeah. So what I'm hearing is photographs, like everything goes into play.
1: Yeah. And when we plan a, a photography session, I'm asking the same questions like who's your audience? What do you offer? How much do you charge? Because it all matters in what we're gonna portray. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, do you have branding colors? Let's make sure we're not totally clashing with them. You know, like you don't have to fill your your photos with only your brand color, but uh, you know, if it's earth tones, you don't want to wear bright green <laughs> in right. your pictures or have, you know, tons of of a color in the background. That's that's not going to look on your website. Right. Even if I'm not designing the website, I want to keep that in mind for whoever is designing your website. Mm -hmm. Now let's make sure we have um,
0: things, assets for your brand that are going to work. That's another good point. So I see a lot of people use teal Mm -hmm. that are doing a lot of outdoor with trees
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and,
0: and my eye gets a little bit confused. Yeah, it clashes. (laughs) Um, And if you're listening and you're using teal, it's beautiful. So (laughs) that's it. I'm never listening to Lucy again. (laughs) It's just I notice all the things that um, it's just so nice when, like, there's a shade that's kind of like teal, Mm -hmm. but it would look good next to photographs that have a lot of greenery. And yeah. there's, there's a, there's a little line in that, or like pet photographers uh, when they use tones because animals are kind of limited in their colors,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what they wear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so figuring out colors for brand that I, what I hear you saying. So tell me if, if I'm like, yep, that's what I meant. If you're doing lots of dogs Thinking about a website and logos where your colors would look good with photographs of brown fur and black and white fur and those kinds of things. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. And I think color is the hardest thing for people to choose. Like when I evaluate people's websites, sometimes I'll do free, like, website. Uh, what am I talking about? Um, you know, tell you what I think about your website. <laughs> yes. Um, color is the hardest thing mm-hmm. uh, to choose. And even when I'm designing a logo like that is one of the most important considerations and hardest things to get right, because mm-hmm. there's so much psychology and like emotion yes. tied to colors and, um, and shades of colors, you know? Um, so that's an important thing to think about. And right. you know, what are the colors communicating
0: that you're right. using here? Right. Um, Brand, and the most so. subtle like there's a purple i use like a dusty lavender and sometimes if someone's helping me with something they'll use a purple that's too purple mm-hmm. and it it looks garish to me it yeah, yeah. doesn't communicate the same as this subtle like a lavendery
1: mm-hmm. purple. yeah it, and that's why it's important to have a style guide where you have like the hex codes mm-hmm. of all the colors that you can give to people right that are helping, you know, so it's a hundred percent consistent every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I do a brand for people, I give them a a style guide with all those numbers and the fonts and all that kind of stuff. That kind uh, of stuff. I keep it consistent. So,
0: so before we go, I have two questions. Uh, one, I know you're offering a little freebie, uh, To give people some extra bonus value from this conversation. So, what is it and how would they get that? Define a brand style for you. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And oh my goodness,
0: let me. (laughs) I've got it. (laughs) slash brand quiz with a Z. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And also,
1: it's on my homepage too at the top. I think it's a.
0: A little banner there. You can close on, and that's all in show notes. If you're like, I'm driving, I can't write that (laughs) down. (laughs) So, um, the last question is either something you haven't brought up that you want to be sure to mention, or just just a parting thought that you want to leave us with. So,
1: so as a photographer, I think it's worth your time to evaluate. You know what you're putting out into the world whether you've deliberately created branding or not, um, you've got a brand, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, take, go, take a look at your website, your social media, um, your emails you're sending and see, you know, is it consistent? Does it feel authentic to me? Um, Is it communicating to the audience that I want to attract? Um, And if it's not, you know, you can ask yourself, go through this episode again, like, what are some things I could change? And yeah, hopefully that's going to help you.
0: Yeah. And hire a professional. (laughs) Yes. You could hire someone if you need some help. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for being on the show again. I love talking about branding. And if I wasn't doing photography and I wasn't coaching, I could probably (laughs) take some classes on actual graphic design. So I knew what I was, you know, I know, Mm -hmm. I know when it works and I know when it doesn't. But I don't know how to get from A to Z necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Right,
1: yeah. I was actually talking to someone about this today. Design, like you don't have to be creative or an artist to design because design is just a set of rules. Mm-hmm. So you you could. You could go learn the rules of design and design something that's cohesive and and works. Yes. Um, but you don't
0: have to. Like you're a photographer and a coach. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a burning desire to be a designer. You don't need to. Well,
0: Yeah. I'm just saying I love branding so much. That's fun to talk about because I I could go that direction. I was the editor of my yearbook in high school. And there was a lot of branding and designing those pages besides cropping and, you know, editing photographs. I didn't photograph, but. Yeah, it's all it's all in
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So That's I actually love. what got me interested in oh. graphic design was the high school yearbook. So, oh, wow. yeah. And photography, we did our own black and white film
0: yeah, <laughs> photography back in yeah. the day. We, we had a staff photographer, but oh, nice. Anywho, So, <laughs> I look forward to connecting and the places that we connect and mm-hmm. I know people are going to love 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 this conversation. And Thank you, Tanya, a million times for being on my show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I love it. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.